Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Lawrence Talk Shoot. Tonight is Saturday, April 21st, 2018, a little after 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, if you've called in, you've noticed that your phone has now been muted. Uh, the chat room does remain open. You can chat among yourselves. Whenever I'm uh, doing interview, commentaries, working with the panel, uh, I never engage with callers nor chat. Uh, I don't like my distract. I don't like to be distracted. Um, however. Um, when we commence, just go ahead and star eight if you've called in. I'll open you up for questions for tonight's presentation. And if you're in the chat room, just go ahead and type your question. I do at that time go between both. Uh, all opinions of my callers do not necessarily reflect my own. However, I feel when we're all in a communication forum, there is much to gain and uh, much to learn. So without uh, further ado, everyone, we're going to go ahead, as they like to say, get the show on the road. Hi, you're welcome to Lauren's podcast. Tonight is Saturday, April 21st, 2018. I've got some real class for you tonight. One of our very own new jacks, Angel, who was rocking the world of business finance until he was targeted in this program, will co-moderate about this inventor, Henry Puahart, which we believe is the creator of B2K. Much information, much to share, much knowledge. Welcome to the New Jack Podcast. Everyone give a warm welcome to our co-moderator, Angel. Good evening. Good evening, Angel, and welcome. Hi, Lauren. Glad to be here. How are you today? I'm hanging in there one day at a time, a little tired. You know how it is in this life. But the best that we can do, um, and I'm so glad you were um, took your time tonight to um, help me bring forth this information. And um, in your opinion, before we even begin, Angel, what is your stance that you find this information, i.e., this inventor about V2K, Henry K. Puahart? I'm trying to say his name right, guys. Um, how I find the inventor, like, believable or... Believable, the information so far that you've been looking into and with your research, what captivates you overall? What keeps you sort of searching? Um, so I definitely believe he existed and the patents are real. Um, I looked at other patents uh, around the same time and the technology is around and is available uh, at that time. Uh, there's a bunch of weird inventions um, at that time dealing with microwaves and sodas, his, and piezoelectric materials, uh, and radio, and she calls out at, at some point in the first chapter of the book, 
uh, that he he turned you know humans into radios with piezoelectric materials, and that basically was used uh, in radios, you know, to you know that would transfer what was captured from the antenna into audible audible sound that would come out through the speaker. Very true enough. Uh, what interests me is uh, not only is uh, I don't have voice to scroll, but my younger sister does, and I have tried to help and aid in her. This is torture. This is torture. Voice to scroll technology, and personally, personally with me, I have listened and read various patterns since my sister and I have been targeted four and a half years. However, coming upon, stumbling upon this author, Electric Angel ebook, I've noticed that her research, this inventor, and the research has been a little too purposely hidden for me. And that began to pique my interest even more. I said, hmm, it's almost everyone listening to my voice. It's almost like I'm inundated. For example, MKUltra, it's everywhere. Everyone knows. They're writing music about it. The Illuminati, it's everywhere. Uninundated. But what about Project Moonstruck, and which I feel is more applicable to V2K? can be done remotely, long range. Uh, remotely already insinuates the person's a victim, you see, remotely. You, you don't mm-hmm. have the power to turn this off. Yeah, I've heard of the neurophone and stuff, but that's not the same information in the patent. And by this technology, this inventor being so hidden, almost purposely hidden, I begin to wonder if there, if this is perhaps the road of truth. Uh, I think from high school on the debate team, I am one to never, ever, ever reject new information. I'm an inherent student, and I certainly want to hear about things that I have never heard before, and I definitely want to plunge into research that's so hidden. It's almost like if you present me something and 100 people want it, I'm walking out the exit door, everyone. But give me something that's hidden away. Now you have my interest. You have my interest. So let's go ahead and begin about this elusive inventor and his invention of the V2K. Henry Poorich, as many of you have come to the prior podcast, was born in Chicago, 1918, and went to medical school, had interactions, or shall we say that, with the military intelligence agencies. I feel that he's lived very much a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. His daytime job was uh, he dibbed and dabbed, um, which also... doesn't make sense. The guy went to medical school. He could be, you know, Joe Doctor on every corner hanging out a shingle. No, this guy didn't have patience that way, guys. He he was interested in psychics and the paranormal. Uh, always uh, funded by wealthy. He circled himself around wealthy uh, type of donors. At the time, popular rich families of America, the Astor family always around the rich and elite who had an interest at the time, post-World War II, into paranormal. They would conjugate at their fancy mansions and have seances, um, dib and dab with various psychics. So he's a bit of celebrity by chance. Uh, he also had, uh, but yet his own secret experiments, living off the wealthy elite, he 
create a type of laboratories. He was always given shelter for him to work, do his work. And he began working with the laboratory with a Dr. Rosen, who also uh, was a hearing doctor, in which uh, Henry Poorich, uh wrote his first patent, early 60s. And it was a series of eight patents on on alternative sense of hearing. Um, Angel, in your brief history before he started his hearing patent, would you say that this guy wanted to sort of carve out a daytime job to keep hidden his real nighttime nature? What did you gather? Um, Going by what I've been reading, um, no. I think think he was always, you know, funded either by his rich friends uh, mm-hmm. which which uh one what, the introduction um and she mentioned it was one of his uh father's old friends the Balkovics and his wife was you know part of he was was wealthy uh was from a wealthy family in Chicago and that's the first people he stayed with in Maine um that's right to a little town called Camden Maine yeah, so I think his company, well, his organization that basically was called the Roundtable Foundation, was just a front, um, you know, for his for his research. And I mean, you mentioned um, Dr. Rosen, and in the book, um, they she, you know, the author mentioned that they were working apart from each other but sharing information. So Puharik was. Uh, studying animals for his purpose and Dr. Rosen was studying animals for Dr. Rosen's purpose but it was in the same place and they were sharing information and Dr. Rosen went on to um, you know invent an operation that you know uh, uh, the author described that as giving millions the ability to hear again where Puharik wasn't concerned with the human hearing he was concerned with what he called the dormant hearing system, you know, through bone conduction and through the nerves, uh, those specifically related to the teeth. Exactly. And with that dormant sense of hearing, he discovered that uh, human beings utilizing the system have the ability to hear voices, just as all of you hear mine and angels tonight, just as clear, but it's a dormant sense. That's what piqued my interest from the first patent, actually, because I was sort of thinking if it's a dormant sense, did he use, a, just get with me now, the way these patents are, what his intention was, basically, um, do you think the patent office angel was were okay with what this guy had intended to do? Um, I don't think they, I mean, the the way he called it was means for aided hearing, uh, it was during MK Ultra times, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could have easily uh, got it pushed through because of his military background. And you know, even though it doesn't call it out on the patents, but you know, we know it's tied to the military because of uh, you know his history with the military as a college student, you know. Um, And the part that really piqued my interest that I want all of you to hear this really clear, this dormant sense of hearing through the nervous system, and particularly the 
in nerve endings of the teeth in sinus area. The literal term V2K, let's get something straight right now, is an acronym, okay? V is a series of 18 nerves in the cranial area. V2, hypothet right there, V2 literally is, it's Roman numeral 7 is how it looks. Those are your facial uh, nerves that are connected to the sinuses in the face. All of them end at the base of the neck, which is starts our spinal column. K is the chemistry term for coefficient coupling. Mm-hmm. Short version in chemistry is K. Mm-hmm. So right there, it does stand for that. And then also one of the keys is uh, bone conduction is a very good word. We have inside, our brain is encased by bone, a skull, basically. Do you know that overall that's not... Uh, Inability for that to be permeated, you know what I mean, to hear, sound, or touch, or gaze into it until this man created his invention. But with that, if we think about it, he's not drilling into a human head. He's bypassing that, what we all have. His patents were very, I find them kind of deceptive. He used elaborate drawings of a tooth, but all of us are reasonable on this phone tonight, and we already know if it's the nerve ending of the dental, you don't need teeth at all. It can be completely toothless. You still have gums, and those are what? And nerve endings, everyone. Nerve endings. You don't even need teeth for that. But the coupling, the K is the key word. Coupling coefficient. That means something definitely is in you to bind it together. That's what co- coupling coefficient means. Join and I just, together. I just want to point out, Warren, um, mm-hmm. that there's patents that he's cited. Um, okay. You know, one being a bone conduction hearing aid, you know, cr- you know, around 1936. And also another one, um, a system apparatus for sound reception that mentioned coupling. You know, especially the second one I mentioned, it, it was all about coupling and wireless communication. Um, basically with a transmitter uh, or some device on a person's, you know, body. And it was coupled via the body into an earpiece that was wireless. Uh, and they said that was much better than any wires on any device at the time. And that's what Puharik exploited. But, it, you know, but he, he, he went directly to the nerves. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He went directly to the nerves. And everyone, if there is, uh, he did again, Henry Poorhart, he had a series of uh, patents of eight of them. The first was submitted, I believe, 1960 or 1961, a hearing series. It was submitted in 1958 and approved in 1961. Ah, approval. Okay. Mm-hmm. Four years. Um, in which 19, he yet his experiments, he's linked to the military indirectly under Project Moonstruck for some reason as well. Which we know the CIA. Uh, this man had interdealings, everyone, with the military agencies. Let's think about who he is now. He claimed, and then, okay, he's a dog. He goes to medical school. That's what he gets. Yet he has no patience that he handles the sick or inflamed. He, he's backed by rich people. Okay? Uh, he, at daytime, he has, uh, he's surrounded by them doing seances or whatever. 
And at night, he com- comes in together with a hearing doctor, trying to discover this dormant past the hearing, all secretive, experimented on animals, which, by the way, it's also been noted in that book, animals got very hurt during uh, this experimental stage. And more important to remember is the discardment of the animals. I mean, he would just literally throw them out the back door. This man was a sociopath, very charming, educated, handsome, but yet no one really knew him. I believe all his marriages... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do do you mind if I share some information I gathered from the book about his history that would Hmm. allow him to kind of possibly contribute to this on his own, of course, with government backing? Sure. Of course. Go ahead. So um, he started school when he was 20 in college as an undergrad. Right. He studied, um, you know, uh, classical writing. Right. Um, But he graduated with a bachelor's in philosophy and he minored in pre-med. Right. Um, Before he went to college, he was already recognized as, you know, a a good writer. You know, uh, she mentioned saying even the governor of of, um, Illinois uh, congratulated him on a few articles that he was awarded prizes for, you know. Uh, and then after college, you know, after his undergrad, he went to the same school, uh, but medical school, and and that was from 43 to 46. And um, the book says by 43, he was a second lieutenant in the medical corps of the army. You know, um, so you know that's that's and they paid for his school but it's kind of like you would look at an ROTC program nowadays mm-hmm. uh if you're a college student they end up paying for your school um so he he was an excellent writer and he graduated ma- medical school as a neurologist and that is um that's Northwestern, and he kind of bounced. Yep. What did he do with Kaiser Permanente? Didn't he go to California? Yep, that was that was his internship after he graduated. Internship, okay. Yep, and then immediately after he went on, you know, he I guess had to enlist in a service in the service, mm-hmm. and then he was discharged because of an ear infection, <laughs> and. You know, before the year ended, he was already, you know, in in Camden, Maine, welcomed by his old friends from his father who let him, you know, uh, stay in the guest house in the backyard where he began his initial experiments and created the Roundtable Foundation. Correct. Which was actually, everyone, just a front for him to keep doing what he really liked to do. He enjoyed what he was doing. He enjoyed inventing this. That's a good way to put it. He enjoyed it. And uh, we know the old saying, nobody gets there completely alone. Uh, Poor Hart had a little help when he was in Camden, Maine. There was a man named Tibbet, and he owned a crystal factory. And he, too, sold uh, patents and also worked very closely with the military, in which these two began a friendship, partnership, and by... Coolidge constantly visiting the crystal factory, he began to learn about, we know crystals, everyone, if you don't know, are piezoelectric, basically at different sounds, uh, resonance and frequencies, uh, crystals can create electricity. Also with 
Tibbetts in his factory, Puharich, also learned piezoelectricity is used heavily in microphones. And in radios of all and kinds. In radio. of, all, of all kinds, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and at that time... Um, you know, what, what radio was, was commercial, you know, shortly before that they've, you know, they ended up converting to piezoelectric because it was, it was better reception, uh, for the radios. That it was, that it was. So him him and Tippett have have struck up a friendship, perhaps a business. Let's put it this way. He learned a lot about piezoelectric and it was a great component in his invention. At the same time, he was also joined, he liked to go to the city a lot, and I'm speaking of New York City. On one of his visits, he ran into an old professor of his from Northwestern. That's where he went to college the first four years. And I believe the man was, uh, last name was McCulloch? Yeah, Warren S. McCulloch. Yes. Okay. Everyone, and I he was a psychologist. Yes, he was. He was a psychologist. And Warren McCulloch did some work uh, at the time for Bellevue Hospital. And we all know that's like a county hospital, New York City area. So he had connections there. So this is an old friend, an old professor, and he came on board to assist with the uh, Poor Rich's invention, series of hearing. That's what he called it, everyone. Mm-hmm. And and something else about McCullough, um, he was uh, they they call him the father of cybernetics, um, and he was having conversations uh, among I, I would say intellectual circles of you know psychiatrists about uh, continuous feedback mechanisms on individuals and society. Uh, yes, he was, actually, um, everyone. And also, uh, he has been noted as being the um, creator of AI as well. And so when we think about cybernetics, a quick way to define that, it's like merging machine and man together. That's the fastest way I can think about cybernetics. Yeah, no, that's how she described it in the book, and she went a step further saying that it was for control. So the merging of, uh, you know, machine and man for the purpose of controlling the man, pretty much, with the machine that's, you know, that they they merge with. Okay, uh, let me go back down to that coupling coefficient merge, merge to join. That is what K stands for in B2K. The coupling coefficient. So I think at this point, as we're starting to go, we'll start going into. This man was working with few people on his dormant sense of hearing that you don't have to listen to anyone as we've learned through our ears. There's a dormant sense through the ear, nerve endings. Especially, he was interested in the in nerve endings beginning at the uh, nerves of the teeth. Sinuses, uh, in which there's a type of, um, with these nerve endings, it bypasses the normal sense of hearing with our ears, everyone that we all hear with. So it almost sounds like um, when they say something, these perpetrators, 
it is uh, like a voice that comes out of uh, a different part of the brain. Well, Angel, you have B2K. Are, do you, can you tell the difference when you hear them versus as you hear me? I can. It. I can probably 99% of the time. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, I can't, but I don't, I don't worry about it. But I know when it's audible through the ear and I know when it's right in my head. Yeah. It's a different type. And I know my sister, uh, everyone, uh, younger sisters play with Voice of Skull. And the first thing, we were still in California before we, you know, left four and a half years ago. I just kept looking at her. Do you hear them? You hear them like you hear me? And did she look for a minute and she goes, she goes no, it's kind of like a sensing. And I hear them. She says, a different type of hearing. She goes, I don't hear them like I hear you. Yeah, it's the fine. way I kind of describe it is kind of like... um. You know, when, when, when you hear someone speak, you can sense their vibration in their voice in a way. Um, when, it's, when it's directly in, in the skull, which bypasses the ear, you don't sense that vibration of the voice. You know, it's kind of like if it was muted in a way. Yes, it is. And I want everyone to listen closely because there's a lot of patterns out there that we've been introduced, a lot of representations, a lot of information in our community. Some has been credible and valid, but some has not. Um, the way that this invention works with, as I call it, no one gets there alone, with his aid and help of his cohorts, a lot of various forms of torture have been incorporated into this. As we realize and talk about the nerves that many V2K sufferers express, not only is the voice booming from nowhere, they have in essence hijacked all five, six, really six senses for that. Do you feel that as well, Angel? Yes, and, and in the book she calls out someone who was his mentor. Um, his name is John Hayes Hammond, Jr., uh, and the author described him as the father of the remote control. Um, and he was Puharik's mentor, and he was also a prankster. So he had uh, a house, you know, uh, in Massachusetts called the Hammond Castle. And um, he he would scare people uh, basically shutting doors with remote controls. At that time, remote controls weren't a thing. And, you know, that's why they call him the father of remote control. They, she said that guy had, had many patents, you know. Yes, um, but yes, he, but he scared people with, you know, remote control stuff, you know, in the house. Um, and that was Puharik's mentor. And then the devious and the torture um, that Puharik would employ with his V2K invention, you know, was kind of inspired by his mentor, you know. Uh, that is true. Just as um, McCulloch, uh, his, uh, let me get it right, his uh, professor when he was at Northwestern, also incorporated uh, in cybernetics, and he, they feel that he's the father of AI. This man incorporates the loop sensation in V2K. You know what I mean? Where they constantly barrage you with the same information and can loop it back. And in essence, they feel that the targeted individual will almost torment themselves. And, you know, 
in essence. And also he created a type of social systems with this as well. Um, this, in theory, this invention he had, it's a little bit more than first how the, you know, what is it? How does, how does it get into us? What can it do? What can it achieve? Um, for many years, and using a lot of meters, I thought for a while my sister had an implant. That's what I heard the first, at least the first three years. And I bought a gas meter, and I didn't, I, I, it didn't scan anything all over her head, body, no implant, guys. They were just looking at each other. Did you, Angel, for a while think that your V2K was caused by an implant? You know, I I don't now. I no, I never did in a way. You know, um, but I'm kind of lean, leaning towards that way now. Um, and I don't think it's a it's an implant per se, but you know, like a specific implant. But it definitely has to be some type of implant. You know, whether it's a material that can reflect the sound somewhere else. Um, which is kind of what a piezoelectric material is. It does have to be fine-tuned, um, and he mentions it in his patents. Um, but I, I know there's something in, in me, um, you know, that's coupling with the nerves, per se, uh, just because of the accuracy of me receiving the V2K and them reading my thoughts. That that's not possible with just radio waves. I don't care what size, um, but maybe it's something that you know doesn't reflect transmission unless something is receiving receiving transmission. That could be true, and it brings us tonight our presentation. Where did V2K come from? Again, in our community, we hear a lot of information, um, a lot of. Um, Suffers with not just V2K, just being a target. Paranormal, the planes, I think it's aliens. Oh, paranormal instances have been incorporated into this invention, but I can assure you it is, it was, is, and still continuing to be at the hands of a mortal man like you and me tonight. And we have been implanted, but it's far more sinister than we can even imagine. Um, I stumbled upon it by just simply asking the net, as we all do when we call ourselves as targets doing our research. Uh, you type something, it'll connect you to something else, to something else, and sometimes we just use the, the, the keyboard and type in. And guess what I was typing in? If you have V2K, can you get rid of it? And boom, she came up. You know what I'm saying? As I began to read and purchase the e-books, it's going kind of to the alpha and omega, and it's breaking it down, what it is, how it's laid out on us. How does something so sophisticated, created more than likely in a laboratory, so stealth and secretive, how's that laid out in the communities with Joe or Jane Blow just walking down the street? Because one thing we have to understand as you begin tonight, and we're going to introduce a couple of his patents and I really suggest all of you start looking this guy up and his patents and compare them to the other patents that you've heard in the community. Compare his patents to your newer phone. Compare his patents to your fry. Compare. And as you start to read and absorb, 
Is what being done to me, is it remote? Can it be long range? The other patents can't do that. Okay, that's one thing. How is it really laid out on me? Thin film, piezoelectric in the form of thin film sheets. He learned that from Tibbetts in the crystal factory that he moved to in Camden, Maine. What are thin films? Thin films was the word used before. Nanotechnology. We all know what that word means. Nanotech. We know what that is. All the components of what we suffer from V2K fits this guy, except one thing that really concerns me sometimes, and we've had a lot of uh, experts and PhDs. I, I, I can understand maybe not knowing how this works, but some things do bother me, Angel. We had a lot of people that claimed they worked in the intelligence agencies, and they, didn't, they never presented Project Moonstruck to us, and I found that kind of unusual. Well, the yeah. CIA presented. I, I, I had a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but part of it is, um, at least the folks I know, well, not that I know personally, but that I've heard of, uh, they, they all mention that they do have, um, you know, uh, sort of a gag order that they need to abide by. You exactly. Know? So, exactly. you know, maybe that's why, maybe that's something that they say never mention, you know. But who knows? Who really knows? So this patent, this first patent, Henry K. Puethart. Everyone, drop down this name. His last name is P as in Peter. U R H A R I C H. Henry. I think he was called Andrea toward the end of his years. <laughs> Born in Chicago, 1918. Died, 1995. His mask is that he has an eighth patent that's going to help us here. And he began constructing this patent in 1958. And let me get that right, Angel. 1961, it was completed? Yes, it was approved. No, approved. So he submitted it in 1958, and they didn't come back and approve the patent uh, until 1961. I see. Yeah. I see. Well... This is his first patent series on the on the here billing to here. There's always an abstract in all patents, and that's like an, an overview, a brief. You know, the inventor's name, the name of the invention, and what it briefly it's going to do. And then he, and then like all inventions, now you read the the all the pages, the diagrams, etc. Standard patent, standard. So this guy claims that he's giving us now, in this very first patent, a new dormant sense of hearing and the nerve endings. When I first read it, um, I thought it could do some good to the world of death people. Did you feel that way as you read the first patent, Angel? I think it begins with um, 299. I should get the patent series up for yeah, you guys. Yeah, I, I have them open. You do uh, have them open? It's the first yeah. one, does it begin with 2995? Yes, it's 2995-633. 5-633. Everyone, please write that down for your notes. And write this guy down. Start doing your research. Um, when he does the abstract, does it sound, you know, to a deaf person or, you know, reading it, oh, it's going to kind of save the world and people can hear better. Not at all, not to me. Um, he he kind of calls it out. It's a it's a um, 
what 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 what's the best word that he used? Um, uh, I'm trying to find it here. He kind of described it as, um, you know, um, not a device for a hobby, specifically tailored for a certain for a certain cause, you know, for a specific um, purpose. And it wasn't to for for people to hear, you know. It was for auxiliary hearing communication. Okay. And, yeah, and to me, that's related to earlier patents that seemed to be spy technology. Um, that and that's why this is probably hitting because it's spy technology, but it's being used now for you know. To, to you know, for the civilians and not for spies. You know, it's being used against civilians and not to aid the spy in an operation. That's uh, everyone right now. If you're uh, like Angel and I, a legitimate targeted individual, that should perk our interest already. So he makes the heading, or shall I say, the labeling of this patent you know, as a hearing series, but really what it is is spyware, auxiliary. It's not going to really help a truly, genuinely deaf person here, mm-hmm. spyware. And also I gather out of the first patent, it was to, let me get it right, I want to say this the right way, to, to replace the word remote. It it also was set up to be uh, someone else would always be talking to this person is what I gather out of it. It would never be all the power to hear would never be in that individual. Remote means victim to me. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Yeah, like unaware. Um, you know, exactly. he to, to make it seem like the person's unaware. Spyware. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And this, hypothetically, I'm sure we may have questions at the end. I want all of you to really really read his patent series, compare it to your neurophone, compare it to the Fry Effect 1974, Jose Delgado, read all of that. It, but guess what? As, you, as you're starting to compare and contrast, it's different. It's diff, different. And there's no off switch, you know, which, which is kind of the same thing you're mm-hmm. saying with remote being victim. There's no off switch here. The other, exactly. the other patents prior that were spy tech came with an off switch. Uh, this one does not. Exactly. And, and community, I want to enlighten you on one thing because I've heard a lot of things throughout the last year and stuff. I don't like to lay, I don't like to lay in this direction, but, you know, some are diehards. Oh, it's the neurophone. Those, wait a minute. Think about this. Common sense, New Jack, as Angel just put, they had an off switch. Now think about it. If we had an off switch, would we be, would we be harassed by this? No. Okay? We're being harassed by something that we don't have an off switch. We can't tell these voices in our head to shut up. We don't have an off switch to turn it off. We don't know where it came from. One minute it just laid itself out at our door and has never went away. Do you think some deals Angel was made in those four years for him to get his little spyware patents approved? Um, I mean, Joseph Lawrence, um, his, his, he, he has all the patents of Buharic are tied with Joseph Lawrence. He's the co-writer. The dentist. The dentist? Yeah, and he's a dentist. And they also said they met 
um, you know, through military contacts, you know, and, and he was part of the Moonstruck Project. So I think Joseph Lawrence was sort of, uh, you know, um, I would consider him kind of like a CIA cohort per se. So the CIA person working around Buharic and making sure that his invention um, is is not as clear cut, you know, because it was specifically related to teeth and all of them. Uh, yes, it was. And uh, again, many of us in our community are quite well aware of MK Ultra. And a lot of people are getting that, you know what I mean? I'm an, MK, an MK Ultra abuse victim. MK Ultra, 1953, and the patent. I'm always going to keep saying this tonight in the patent. MK Ultra can be applied short range. That means close by. The use of uh, the use or introduction of drugs. That's true. The use of physical torture, including sexual, to splinter the mind. That's what creates your alters. That's true. Always someone that's overseeing close by. That's a modern word for handlers. Think about overall when the MK Ultra is really being used. You know, the musketeers, the recording industry, movie industry for that matter. Look at if the victims are there, look for handlers, what? Close by. And they can always be checked. Whereas Project Moonstruck, 1952, so hidden and very well hidden, it's use of the nerve endings in the dental. It can be applied long range. That's remote. No off switch. 24-7. It's completely different. No touch torture. What I'm saying is MK Ultra. they have to be up on you, your person. You see what I'm saying? To torture you or children that have been abused like this and splintered and they grow, they can grow up and become the, um, yes, through MKUltra, the, uh, their alters and stuff. They're going to be your spies, whatever, have you be, Manchurian candidate. That's true. That's true. Um, I do believe with Project Moonstruck, it, it's introduced as a type of torture tool, as V2K is. And the means and the ends are the same. Torture, torture, torture. Uh, there's no drugs. Delivered by uh, electromagnetic or radio frequency. And I believe when it, it's like an encryption, decryption to the person. That's why where every time the target moves, it always follows. It's a binding, a coupling. It means we're coupled to something for, it to, for the voices always to follow. We hear them under the bathtub. We hear them if we want to go to Brazil. We hear them at church. We hear them everywhere. We're coupled to it. You know? And there's no off switch when it's coupled. Um, exactly. One thing I want to point out with that is these are, the, the, you know, he even mentioned it's, it's radio waves that do it, but in the microwave frequencies probably. So the radio waves are everywhere. So, I mean, as long as it's in the vicinity of you, um, you know, uh, it you, it can track you. You can hear it, and it can hear you because of Absolutely. because it's coupled. Yeah, those frequencies are already coupled to you. Exactly, and it can find you anywhere in any group. As some of you know, and again, as Angel presented, which I kind of had a feeling um, that the the so-called you know experts in our community that would come on calls, I always thought they were holding back. I always could feel it. 
And yet, if they're holding back on this machinery, why are they holding back on the CIA? Some of them have worked for the CIA. How come they didn't mention Project Moonstruck? Because that would have led you possibly to poor rich. You worked with it. A part of it. And a part of other mind control systems that have been used just about every decade to present everyone. Every decade. And and one thing I want to point out, Lauren, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, we all know that the government is compartmentalized, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, part of it is, do were, did they ever come across anything like it? I mean, who knows how they were trained if they worked on these technologies and had to read, you know, about what, you know, how they were created or where they came about. Uh, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Um, you know, maybe that's one of those things that MKUltra itself figured out, you know, in terms of controlling and manipulating information. Uh, perhaps it has to be. And um, MK Ultra has a greater risk when it was also created. You know, what do they always want to say? Sometimes the victim has like a meltdown or, you know, sort of out of it. They always have to, the reason I say it's uh, short distance, they have to always be tweaked. If they're starting to act a little off, they get taken in, guys, MK Ultra, to get retweaked or reformed and then set back out. It could be the, the simplest thing. Mm-hmm. A handler, exactly. Always remember, MK Ultra. Uh, there's there's someone physically close by that person. Too much. That's what a handler is. Just making sure you're running smoothly. That's a good way to put it. And uh, I guess indirectly, it doesn't really have an off switch either. But it's it's up close personal uh, um, monitoring. That's a good way to put it. Up close. And drugs are used. Yes, of course. You know. Uh, and sometimes it breaks down and they have to go back in for, I think they call it MK Ultra an adjustment. You know what I'm saying? An adjustment. And then sometimes when they're not um, useful anymore, they are um, discarded. But this was more spyware with his hearing. And he's saying basically at the time when he created this, he utilized thin films, which we now know uh, has taken the word on nanotechnology. So that's placed in the orifices, human body, the nerves, and they become piezoelectric. His use of microphones, a person remotely can speak into it, record, re-record, comes back to the perpetrators. They can rewrite what they want and send it back to you. Sometimes keep it on a constant loop. And it's basically, its purpose is torture to run a person crazy. Do you feel that's what it's for, Angel? Yeah, it's it's basically for harassment and then um it seems it seems like they'll they'll they would like to kick start it and then let you harass yourself with your own responses. So based on how you respond they can I guess uh, you know, create other types of feelings or, you know, try to point out your response as a weakness or as whatever they want to for harassment purposes. And then, you know, keep you kind of harassing yourself with the continuous feedback loop. Um, but I would say, you know, in terms of my case where I'll change my mindset, um, not who I am, but my mindset and my wording of things, then they need then they need a physical person to go in and keep talking, you know, where the chatterbox would, you know, uh, you know, be basically obsolete at that point. 
Um, do they are they aware that sometimes uh, most victims of B2K can outgrow the chatterbox? Because everyone, I think the chatterbox is they just repeat the same things all the time. Is that what it is? And yeah, but it's kind of like your, your your memory would trigger it, you know. So if something mm-hmm. reminded you of something and then they said it enough, you know, uh, then when you think of something or you see something that reminds you of it, then they'll start, you know, then the chatterbox will, you know, kick in and, and keep trying to, you know, to you know for harassment or for disturbance purposes. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, harassment is meant to either scare you uh, or disturb you, you know. Um, and and that's the you know it just to drive you nuts pretty much. So and uh, yes, it is. It's to make us um, completely, without a doubt, uh, non-functional in society. A lot of us with that, you can't concentrate. They sabotage our careers or jobs, and they incorporated a sort of social systems with this. Um, that um, this can, in fact, ripple a ripple effect is what I'm getting out of it to destroy society as a whole. Um, I I would I would say yeah you're you're probably accurate I mean I, I I don't know what the end game is I mean but it definitely is destroying society and the planet I think it is everyone and, and we're all very much in trouble those of us unfortunately that have V2K or just you know being uh, targeted individuals period this um, I want you to know something with him this inventor. And all his little um, uh, horrible cohorts had intended. Number one, these men that came apart, uh, that came together in assisting Puhart with his invention, without a doubt, they hated society. They hated mankind. This, and how it's laid out, this nanotechnology, this, this V2K coupling with a maser and a stealthy crew of perps, can completely infiltrate communities. And I do believe the masses of our so-called homeless, and definitely the first, I believe all of this has been rolled out to our homeless, our marginalized groups, various ethnicities, definitely at a socially economic disadvantage. It started out there, but they realized they, you know, it's all about control and power. That I believe it's it's blanketing the planet. I believe lots of cities completely have a lot of voice hearers, just the way it is destructive to society. And I believe they knew that when they were creating this. Am I right, Angel? They sort of had a laugh about that. Social systems, it can be a real mess. Weren't they laughing at that? Yeah, I, I, I would say so. The the author described it as kind of, you know, the, the what what people don't see or, or victims or even perpetrators themselves is the intelligence community laughing at everybody because they're basically, you know, be, being taken as fools. Yes, they are. Uh, they have this, uh, they think they have us. And by the way, uh, Poor Rich, this inventor, when he started working with his old professor who was a psychologist, Psychologist already did the cover of the whole schizophrenia thing for voice hearers at the time. We can thank um, Warren S. McCulloch. Look him up. They were already torturing people at Bellevue. And then when he worked with Joe Lawrence at an army hospital, torturing people from a remote 
I believe that woman, Dorothy, let me get her last name, she lived almost in Chicago. And that at the time, they were practically in It was uh, Dorothy, Mar- Dorothy Martin. No, uh, Martin, Ms. Martin, okay. She was, uh, they were checking out and, and discovering they can do this uh, remote from afar. Uh, it is if, it's as if this inventor, everyone he teamed up with, I want you all to hear this, really good. Their input into the invention of the V2K, or shall I say tweaking it, they brought their evilness with it. That's a good way to put it. Okay? And if we think even of the time limit, 40s, 50s, early 60s, to be such a deviant from society, what I'm saying is these men had contempt for humanity. Absolutely hated people. Loathed. And I'm just wondering, by the cost going considerably down, well, but maybe let me ask this question. Angel, have you ever heard how much uh, this would cost to lay us out with? Because I, I'm sure it costs money, everyone, but if you think about it this way, it is achievable if you're wealthy or within an organization or with a cabal or mafia. It's quite affordable. You could afford it, yes. I I would say yes if it's close by, um, but I mean me traveling to different states and 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 all that stuff, you know, even 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 close by or something, it's definite, you know, or traveling, you know, an hour in one direction. Obviously, they're not following me with a gun, uh, pointing at me, and to, or you know, or some device that's that's uh, you know, uh, creating these frequencies, right? So uh, it's it's definitely, you know, it, it has to be some part of, you know, a cabal or the intelligence community or something like that, more than just money, because at the end of the day, these antennas have to be everywhere, and they have to hide uh, at least within, you know, uh, the confinements of legality, you know, um, because, I mean, the FCC and the NSA would capture these frequencies, Right. If, uh, uh, you know, I think on one of her ebooks says that's why they go through a spectrum of, of a hop. You know what I mean? They hop to go under detection when they're in, when they're transferring their V2K barrage. Um, yeah. Something like but, that to be undetected. They're not undetected, and then what is it? Denial, plausibility. We can't exactly. see the perpetrator. We can't see what exactly what's happening to you. He had his friend, a uh, psychiatrist, Warren. McCulloch, a psychiatrist, great cover. He already created any time they're talking about, complaining about voices in their head, you are immediately schizophrenic. I think all targeted individuals in this community can relate to that, which means in society, no assistance, no avail. Now, they've got the the other side of this is the slander, the foot soldiers, you know what I mean, that already has the slander campaign. Already, I believe it's before they even started targeting us. Because wherever targets went for help or assistance, they we were not, um, we simply weren't served. You know what I mean? And um, even if some people want to express, uh, even in the chat, a wild, you know, it sounds like a wild goose chase. Um, I can assure you, I believe your wild goose chase has been min- the many years of misinformation. You've had people, you know, What's his name again that we already know is he wants people to buy his books all the time? What's the guy's name, Robert Duncan? I understand he may not know exactly how V2K was done, but he worked for the CIA. How come he never mentioned Project Moonstruck? It's in, it's in the patent. That was CIA. 
<laughs> developed. Why didn't he mention that to the community? Well, one thing I would um, like to mention, Lauren, is um, about the slander campaign. I, I relate mm-hmm. those two to internet trollers, you know, um, that basically comment on any post that somebody does or, or you know, um, you know, attack the chat room like they kind of would attack your chat room if you don't know who it is, you know, that you'll just mm-hmm. get random people coming in the chat and trying to take over. So that's what the slander campaign is pretty much, is just, you know, uh, people trolling. I mean, I guess that's what they like to do or they get paid for it. I mean, or maybe that's what spooks do, you know. They just go and, 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 and try to sabotage um, what you're trying to accomplish before before you even get to the place where where, where you can go for help. You know? Um, exactly. Exactly. And that's what they're really doing. This is a dormant sense of hearing. The guy wanted to do his patents. He's got an invention that's out that's being used today, okay? So it's out of this world back then. I'm sure he got paid a hefty price for it. So now it's remote, no off button. We can all relate to that. We can all relate to that. That's what remote really means in my mind. You can do, basically, I'm caught in a perp's net, and they, they feel, and what they do, they have the right to do anything to us, and nobody will help. Yet in all these years, and we're laid with voices in our heads, is what I'm trying to say is I've never had a clear explanation what is it and how to get rid of it. I, I think very simply, in a very smart way, if you think about it. I don't want to talk about Jose Delgado with the bulls. How do I get rid of these voices in my head? It's how my mind thinks. What is it, and how do you get rid of it? So all you can go and do your own homework and ask yourself with Fry and the Neurofoam and Jose Delgado and find the kill switch, and then you can go to this one, and it doesn't have one. And then you can look within your own community and ask yourself, do they have a kill switch? Because if we know where the kill switch is, we wouldn't have electronic harassment, if you think about it that way. We know how to kill it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Thus, we wouldn't be on this phone just trying to discover what it is, now would we? Or being hoodwinked by every so-called, you know, truth or, or turning for our cause as they want to. I'm wondering about that. How much do they want to help our community and how much do they don't? He kept going and tweaking his invention in his eight-part series. We all know to read anyone's patent can be, you know, unless you're just a really patent enthusiast, kind of dry and boring. But this guy and his invention... She discovered in patents one through four the complete making of the V2K device. It's a device. Do, do you mind if, if I describe the first four patents briefly? I want to leave the names. I'll just call them one, two, three, and four, but I'll say kind of what they might have accomplished. Um, because I did read them. So, I mean, in the first one, the one that we were speaking about, he basically outlined the dormant hearing system and a way to uh, penetrate it, right? And the second patent, the solid-state hearing system, was a perfection of the first patent. You know, that's how he described it in the patent. This is a per- We perfected it, right? And then the third patent basically... 
which is just a means for aided hearing by electrical stimulation, he basically, um, let's see, I'm trying to find it here. So it's, so this is something right from the patent. So um, directed to the provision of improved facilities for imparting amplitude modulated electrical signals, right? So it was just, uh, you know, a further. And what it is, when I look at the patent pictures, um, the third one is basically the ability. He has a picture of a guy holding a microphone and the, the sound going directly to a transmitter implanted in someone's tooth, you know. Um, so they can create artificial sound now. So it's, it, you know, and that was the big deal with the third one is not just... Uh, speech, but now we can create artificial sound, any sound um, that can be pushed through this microphone can now be, you know, perceived in the person's head. And then the fourth one was the one with signal feedback, which would create that continuous loop and based on recording it on a magnetic tape, you know, and feeding it right back to the person when necessary or, you know, at the push of a button, however it was described. They didn't get into detail in the patent of, you know, how it would go back except just mention, you know, it was just feedback based on they can track the technology if it's working or not. So that's how they're, you know, that's how they were able to record it. And I know in our community and stuff, we've had a lot of people with shielding. We've got, uh, for example, uh, as the chat even uh, brought to attention, Dave, he does a nice job with a C uh, CD that people can lay. But again, those are like shielding, but it's never broken down to what is this in you that makes you hear voices? How, what is it? And how do we get rid of it? What, what is it? Um, you know what I mean? Um, Duncan didn't know. Nobody we've met on the in the four or five years. Nobody, you know, what is it? How is it implanted at us? How do we all of a sudden wake up hear voices and our life starts to be destroyed? What's in me? Is it an implant? Uh, many of us have have gauss meters going up and down our bodies and it doesn't pick up anything. She actually has a proof of that. Take the gauss meter to the full extension and make sure not to touch your teeth but stick it literally in your mouth. And I'm not, be, I'm not joking when I say that, and it goes off like crazy. That is your proof that nanotechnology is in the orifices of your mouth, i.e. where your sinuses are. Think of these nerves. Think of this K. What is this K? What is so important about piezoelectric? How do, we, how do they turn us into such an antenna? How do they know where we are? It doesn't matter how fast we run. They can catch us through water, through bricks. There's another country. You can hear it in the airplane. And nobody and, else hears the voices but us. And one thing that was really big at the time, around the 40s, which is 20 years before these patents, was radar technology. Um, you know, and that's how they're tracking us with, with radar, which also worked best using microwaves because of, you know, they're short, you know, the short waves. Um, it's easier to track movements within it when you lay it out in the form of a grid, kind of like a radar does. Ah, and we and then we're getting ready. Well, have we already rolled out 5G? We're and we're on a grid right now. We're on a grid. Yeah. Um, and they are rolling this out. Uh, what what the reason that got me interested in this? She's really breaking it down in her ebook. How something sophisticated made in a laboratory or and sold and worked with the military? How does it get laid out to communities, guys? Communities, cities, small town, rural. How, how are they laying that up 
that my life was normal and all of a sudden now, boom, I hear voices in my head? How was it done? It's stealthy with a lot of its nanotechnology. Yeah. You don't feel it when it's implanted with? No. No, you don't. It's expensive, but again, nothing that someone connected or a wealthy person, organization. We have masons. We have motorcycle clubs, running drugs, running guns. They have money to afford this. They have money. Political, you know, enemies, they have money. I think this is laid out through word of mouth, and though some of us are just... uh, Again, they want to blanket certain communities and make sure they're kept suppressed. This is a suppressor now. And if they feel kept stressing in my sister, can I ever just turn it off? And sometimes the sleep deprivation is the worst. And I do believe that David's doing a good job with his his, uh, CD to kind of mask it, shield. And I want to say that, which is good. But in our years, and so far my years, almost five years, again, guys, get how I think. Very, very simplistic, yet at the end of the day, I'm trying to get to the answer. What is this, and how is this implanted in me? And I want to get it and know, you know, if do I suggest you buy the book? And look, I think it, it is, if you think similar to me. What is this? How does it get in me? How can I get it out of me? How does it work? Where did it come from? I, I think you're right, Lauren. I think one thing that these books do is demystify the complexity of what we all, we all might believe that it is, and it simplifies it. Now, these patents are from the 60s, so, I mean, wow, think about it, how, how much it can, um, you know, change for now, mm-hmm. but I think it's just in terms of how we are implanted. The delivery is still the same. It's still radio frequencies. And, and and relay antennas just like radios work today still, you know. Yeah, they became digital and the frequencies are digital, you know, but at mm-hmm. the end, not not in radio yet per se, 100%, but, you know, um, it's, it's all the same, you know, just like televisions uh, and radios. They work with antennas. They can see pictures and sound. The televisions, the radios are just sounds. And these implants, or however they're getting to us, right, through through mm-hmm. through nanomaterials coupled with mm-hmm. our nerves, are now picking up these frequencies because because the materials are tuned to those specific frequencies, which is why you know I only hear what they want me to, you know, uh, I I can't go and eavesdrop, you know, you know, so it, and there's no there's little room for error except the human error. You know, um, but I mean, in terms of it coming in, I never hear static along with it. Um, you know, so these are professionals. They're professional engineers working behind the scenes here, continuously making sure that these frequencies do not interfere with household radios or with someone else, you know, for the most part, unless it's intentional. Unless it's intentional. Um Another reason I, I'm pushing this, and I will note where you can even read it, on smashwords.com, the Radiohead Protocol, you can read, I believe it's the first two chapters completely free. And those of you that hear voices or want to gain a different sense, a closer sense of the beginning and breaking down B2K, that our community has been kept thoroughly ignorant about. 
and and perhaps her suggestions in her trilogy of ebooks, the cure of how to pull away from it. What really also made me buy the book initially, not just my baby sister hearing voices, is that she made that distinction. When this is first laid out, there's a difference of entrainment versus harassment. When it's laid out on you first, they've got to make sure it's working. They're sort of after it's been laid out. How can it be laid out? We know it's piezoelectric. And we know uh, the the materials that Puharich used in the late 40s, 50s, you know, by 60s. He already foresaw that the materials will gain momentum, i.e. Thin, thin lens will be then turned into nanotechnology, as it has. He also knew that with progression, the materials would, be gained, uh, would get cheaper. It's almost yes. like the guy predicted that we would start having our country, our world for that matter, blanketed with a lot of antennas in our world. And we do, you know. He also did a lot of tests in this book with Faraday cages and which I believe he discovered the portal to make the Faraday cage ineffectual because usually the normal setting of a Faraday cage can block out radio waves. That is true. But I think this guy in his invention figured out a way to bypass that as well. I can't stress it enough. This is created uh, to torture someone 24-7, and as, I like the way Angel put it, and as you read the patents, no kill switch. Read the other patents that everybody's, you know, uh, peddling, there's a kill switch, but we all know the truth. If we had the kill switch, we would be on this call tonight. You know, how to, you know, it would be no electronic harassment. You would know how to turn it off. And, and one thing I want to point out about his use with the Faraday cage was mm-hmm. I, think, I think his first victims, um, especially Dorothy was the woman you mentioned, Dorothy Martin. Um, she was visiting him frequently, and they would work in, inside the Faraday cage. And I think that's where he fine-tuned the materials, you know, or the implants per se, however he did it, you know, um, to the exact frequencies and in the Faraday cage, outside frequencies that existed during that time because there were antennas everywhere for radios. Um you know, they he can easily, you know, get in and fine-tune the materials inside the Faraday cage. And the Faraday cage was also mentioned um, with McCullough when, when they did experiments on people in, in the hospitals in New York. Yes, at the um, uh, Bellevue. Um, yes. And uh, what I gather from reading in this guy, I think some of us can talk about it. Do we I hear it some, not too much on the calls, but I want you to know something. In this invention with Z2K and social systems, criminality will be tweaked and heightened, and a lot of people have been, will get hurt if not killed. Vehicular accidents. Um, in this man's life, that's what also piqued me, a lot of strange deaths occurred around him that, quite frankly, any reasonable law enforcement would have pulled him in, and he was not. Very strange, starting with the, the death of his, his wife, he put this invention on her, and she threw herself out of a window and killed herself. Anyone that came into this man's life pretty much became his victim. 
And one even, I don't, there was one in the book that recalls seeing a illuminated mass towards him, but I don't think he got covered in in the thin films, as we know as nanotechnology. Is that correct, Angel? One guy. Yeah, one guy seemed to have uh, gotten away uh, just in time. Before it's covered. Yep, and he was part of his 12, you know, the 12 people that were, that used to follow him around and stuff in one of the seances. And he basically left the group entirely after that. Uh, Yes, he took no prisoners is what I'm saying. Anyone that came in life of them, I think he's met a lot of famous people that their lives uh, became sort of reckless and sad. I think we're all acquainted with Yuri Geller. He was from Israel. He was a very famous, um, he was a guy when he was young in the 70s. And sort of, he could bend the spoons with uh, telepathic by just thinking and the, the spoons would bend. I think if you guys looked him up, you would know him. Yuri Geller, um, he got away from him. He came across a lot of people, everyone, that ended up with their lives being very tragic. How many of us suffer from hearing voices that one way or the other are in um we feel as if our lives are in danger or dangerous things have happened close by us. And there is a big difference with the entrainment versus the harassment. We may not know nanotechnology has been implanted to us, but when it first has, they call it an afterglow. And um, what I gather around it, uh, it's stealthy, the materials are piezoelectric like, but remember we're in 2018. We don't have to use a lot of the properties that Poolhart actually used. Silicon, um, crystals, piezoelectric, most of these have a shelf life of 170 years. So most of the time when, uh, when we are tagged with voice to skull, you have it for life. You have it for life. And what I gather out of the non-kill switches, I believe this is how a lot of dark money is being made. A group or an individual, they can sell to you for, they can sell this to rent it for a week or so and a person can torment you, re-rent it to someone else, torment you. I believe it can be transferred, uh, the equipment uh, on laptops, they have it. It's an encryption decryption is what it is. And it's fine-tuned for the frequency, just individually you. Do you feel you hear the same operators with your V2K, Angel, or do they change? Uh, For the most part, it's the same, uh, you know, but uh, they do change. They use different people on me every day, but the two main people are always present. And they always seem to work in pairs, like one person is, you know, kind of like snipers, so one person is a shooter, the other one's the spotter. That's how it seems to work, mm-hmm. which means there's always, you know, there's one person and the handler pretty much. And when it says remote, we can, um, they really have no fear, say, I live in Sacramento, and then I want to move to Seattle. They don't really have any fear because with the encryption, decryption, the radio frequency replicates, continuous replication, contact on the body. It doesn't matter where I go. They already know they can transmit to me anywhere around the world for that matter. 
signal of cell towers. When I said an- antennas are blanketing, he always he always like Coolidge foresaw the world would be littered with cell towers. Zappy. It's very frightening of where this really comes from. Um, How it's laid out, it can be portable. It doesn't appear to take that long to implant some of the nanotechnology. And um, I do believe a lot of us are followed and studied before they do this. I, now, what I didn't, one question I did not get is why me? You know, I do ask that too. Why my sister? Why me? Uh, Angel, do you have any? Um, Suggestions? Why us in particular? Why? Um, in I don't know uh, specifically, but I mean, my theory on that is anyone can potentially be a target. Uh, it just so matters how long they've been monitoring you, whether they know that you would become a perp or not. You know. So, you know, will you become a perp or not? It depends on who you are, right? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it depends on what you know and how you see the world. And and then, you know, when you, when you know something is wrong, uh, whether um, the, no matter who's behind it, right, because they can tell you it's, it's God, they, you know, if, you're, if, if you believe in, in a higher spirit, they can tell you that it's the devil if you're a Satanist, you know. Uh, they can tell you that it's the government if you're pro-government, you know. Um, I mean, it's endless in terms of how it can talk to uh, an individual. But I think the way you're targeted um, is basically depending on who you are, you know. You and your sister are close, so both of you having V2K would kind of, allow both of you to help each other, right? Because, you know, you know what they're telling you and her and you can decipher, you, you can decipher stuff, you know, um, over time. But, you know, maybe that's why, you, you know, your sister has V2K and you don't, uh, but you get, you know, the gang stalking and the mobbing and stuff like that, um, you know. So, you know, part and, and part of it could be they couldn't implant you the same way they did to her, right, uh, for whatever reason. And and um, so you get hit with directed energy and stuff or, you know, the mobbing, they, they attack you a different way. It's kind of just for isolation purposes, you know. Exactly. At the time, she did have kidney uh, transplant already. So she was doing fine. We both live. I was working in Los Angeles paying the bills. I thought things were cool. Um, but she does hear it a lot, and I want to bring this up. They uh, mock her and tell her at the time of your life before you uh, found you and your sister found God again. Um, my sister was a living gay. And you know what they think? If you look like a man, you can. So, And there was something I read that Poor Rich had anti-gay. Is that right? Um, type Something built into the V2K. They have sort of an archaic view uh, that could appeal everyone. Social systems say neighborhoods that do not want a certain ethnic group there. Uh, they hate gays. They hate, hate blacks. It had a type of hate uh, with the, you know what I mean? It's almost archaic. The racism is archaic almost. It's almost like, do you live in the United States? They're thinking of the U.S. pre birth of a nation almost, 1918 for that matter. 
as if they want these social, they want to bring separation back. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I and that's you know it, you're definitely right. It's it, you know so you know it's wrong, so they know you won't be a perp for it because you're gonna see it in that way. Um, you know, so they they try to isolate you as a target instead of trying to you know ease their way into you and then manipulate you. You know where then you'll find out more about how they operate and then you know. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's all they, they they do a lot of uh, reconnaissance work uh, and monitoring before anything, just like you mentioned. That is, and then all their outlook, of course, on on women. It's a it's a it's a pre nineteen thirties. It's very sexist mm-hmm. and 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 just completely out there to me. Okay, it's just really archaic and and. <clears throat> I, can't, I can't believe they would want to be a part of it. But it is. it does have some social systems as if with their targeting, they can be like people like you can't live here and people like – and a lot of people have complained. They've encountered that too, a sort of um, um, discrimination. Okay? Yeah, it's and part of the brain entrainment process. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. They're attempting to, and and they're attempting to do with all of us that are targets to get and train us into their, um, I want to call it out there, uh, Jim Crow, archaic, racist, you know, doctrines. You know what I mean? If you're Christian, they want to turn you, you know, like you said, into a Satanist. And and I mean, even with living with, and they want to test our not only not our love, they try to test our loyalty. That's what this program is doing. I'm loyal to my sister. I love her, but loyal. That is what they're trying to break apart, and they cannot. I refuse. I said it's not going to work. We come in as a package. Absolutely. That's the way it is. I, I get the same much. sense, too. They they want to break down any loyalty I might have to anyone. Uh, and anyway, it loyalty. Just being it's not loyal even about to them. the love. It's loyalty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what they want to do because they want to make sure if they can break the loyalty, think about what this in, this whole program and those that suffer from V2K, the bigger picture is we want to think about the New World Order and stuff. Look at what they're already fracturing. Belief in God, anti-God, kicking that off. Fracturing families in love and relationship. Fractured. I can see you as a sex thing but not a love thing. Look at the family. Look at relationships. When's the last time we danced with someone? When's the last time we heard a current melody of love? A melodic melody for that matter, you know? <laughs> Look at all the turmoil that's in our music, even. The disharmony, the fracturing. Look at our world. They're using all part of this big slice of the program. Some of us are lit up with V2K, but they are lighting up the world. They're now using children to probably dismantle the Second uh, Amendment, the right to bear arms. It's against social systems. It is bringing in chaos. And I'm really worried even speaking tonight on this call, how many other unsuspecting victims of voice to skull? They pick us for what reason? I think sometimes it's simple. Who they? What did I always say earlier in my calls? Control and power. Who they? Mm-hmm. So they're gonna, in a lot of ways, go with my sister, the weak link. We're African American. We're marginalized. Working poor. That'll be easy for, for them to disappear. You know how to, You know what I mean? We fit yep. their bill. The yeah, system's already built deal. against you, so it's easier for anyone to turn their back and say, it's not worth helping you. Yes. 
Exactly. Exactly. And that is how they operate. They've worked at turning everyone against us. They have not succeeded in turning us against each other and breaking down to accept their archaic, racist, uh, uh, sexist, bias, out there nonsense. It's kind of like they want unconditional obedience. Yeah. I mean, who do, who would I obey unconditionally? Um, you, you know, I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, and they and it's from the the minutest little detail to the biggest thing, so it, it's kind of ridiculous. You know, it is archaic. It's kind of oh, you're 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 you know, you're, you're all powerful, so I should just submit to you. But you know, uh, I'm I'm Puerto Rican, so. Uh, you know, they've been trying to abuse and, and, and experiment, you know, uh, on uh, on my people for a long time, you know. Oh, absolutely. So, I read something where I think the um, Israel United, they spoke about that because you're actually one of the tribes of Israel, Ephraim, actually, Puerto Rican. Isn't it true even 5,000 Puerto Ricans were sold into, well, they said, I think, slavery, in, into even Hawaii, et cetera. And a lot of... Um, a lot of also, is that right, Angel? A lot of your people were human. A lot of women were sterilized, I believe. Yeah, they did. They did a few experiments like that. Like they, 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 they tested birth control uh, yes, in Puerto Rico at some control. point. Yes. Yeah, and they and they forced them. They basically, oh, come and get your pill and stuff like that. And it's part of you know, uh, a, a, you know, a, a country, you know, accepting help from another country when, you know, their country isn't, you know, up to date as it should be, and they kind of follow blindly, um, not understanding the consequences, you know, uh, because who knows what, you know, what those pills were meant to do, but yeah, it did, it did end up sterilizing, you know, women, uh, yes, you know, probably not across the board today, because it was right? an experiment. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. The first birth control pill trials are non-consensual Puerto Rican women around 1955. And, you know, the, the quack doctor says it would be perfect to do it. There's a, this is interwoven into medicine. Look how it's even created. What is the background of this invention? A doctor, yet he never healed. He ain't no, this ain't, we ain't talking about um, who was Harrison Ford's character in The uh, Fugitive. He's not no doctor or healer like um, I can't think of his character in the movies, his name already. He's not no healer. He never healed a patient. He never healed a deaf person either. And and, and, and I mean you mentioned nineteen fifty five, that's MK Ultra, you mm-hmm. know, days and during MK Ultra they had psychiatrists actually agreeing to give patients LSD. So they were giving their patients LSD from the CIA as an as a test, you know, as yeah. an experiment. So I mean it, it it's it's all it's all it's all tied together. It's kind of Oh, sickening. very much. Very much. And I'd like the information that we're going to share and I'll write it in the in the chat as well. Be open, which I can see in this year, especially monitoring all the heartache that this B2K and this bigger scheme, the pyramid or the program, whatever the heck they want to call themselves, okay? Um, It's all about 
at the end of the day, it's not even. I know they're getting money, assets, stripping all of that. But at the end of the day, what is it all about? If you strip it all away, it's about control and power. That's what it's about. They've got the money, just about or for a while. For a while, they have. They will go to the weak elements or what they perceive as the weak elements. You know what I'm saying? But you know, remember they can tag us in this net, but they they don't they don't know us for one thing. That wasn't that wasn't really an afterthought. They just assumed with all this technology and stuff, we'd fall right in place and be a happy little slave, and 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 dance to their tune. You know, like it's jokes and mirth and, and day of mirth. Like we would enjoy someone telling me I'm going to be your slave and you're going to be happy about it. No, yep. no, and no. You know what I'm saying? We're yes, 1950. Right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, homie, don't play that. I don't know what they were thinking, but it, it, that has really been, you guys, the struggle they have with me and my sister. And sometimes I know she's tired and weary, and I know I'm big sis. I am kick ass. You don't know how many times or how many days and nights I wish the V2K was on me and not her. Because one way, or the, I am a tough broad, and I'm not, you know, that's not to brag, but I'm real tough. Without a doubt, real tough. They don't scare me. Their little machine, it's really kind of silly. They want to make all of us kooky. It's set up with the help of a psychiatrist, so immediately when you hear voices, I believe that's in in part of their med school. If you hear voices, demons and schizophrenia, you know what I mean? Which is insulting because the main thing with schizophrenic um, I think it heard in the community if you can have, you know, documents that you carry, that's good. But um, a few times my sister was released for me just simply stating, schizophrenics cannot perform routine. I've never heard of a true, genuine schizophrenic having a 20, 25-year work history. They can't do routine. You can't be crazy and work 40, 50, 60 hours a week, guys. And it's routine. You do it daily, five days a week. Truly, people that are un- mentally unstable cannot produce. They can't do routine. We all remember Sybil from the 70s. She couldn't do routine. So it's, I don't understand how still they're able to fly with this. So without a doubt, it's a help of some gag orders and some, you know, the system in itself, it's... Um, it's breaking. Uh, I hope it's breaking apart because I wonder sometimes if they've targeted too many of us. Well, well, think- Lauren, hu- humanity is pretty strong. You know, humans humans are powerful creatures. Um, so I mean, wh- when humans when humanity realizes what's being done to them, they're gonna put up a fight. Um, and I mean, Puharic gave whoever's behind this a mechanism basically, to infiltrate without leaving a trace uh, and just leaving behind whatever they want to, which is the perception that they wanted, that, that they want on that person to get them to do what they want, you know. Um, but, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, no, a, a, you know, a brother doesn't want to kill his brother, you know. And no, when no. people realize that's the point here that they would like to do, I mean, it, it's going to get shut down pretty fast, you know. Um, but then again, it's kind of the other side. Are they willing to, you know, massacre the world, you know, to, to protect themselves? But then who's going to work for them, right? So, you know, they, 
they really, you know, I think they're against the wall at this point, especially in America with rights being taken away or in the process or even talks of it, of people losing their rights. I mean, there's even there's even stuff going around that they're trying to take people's right to vote. Um, so, I mean, people are going to put up a fight and, and when they, if they tie th- these radio frequencies to it, um, it's not going to last very long. They're, they're, they're just, you know, it's, it's going to have to be shut off entirely and completely. I think it is. And, and as we read this, um, and keep reading it, everyone, and I will type it in the chat. It's smashwords.com. The title of the ebook is The Radiohead Protocol, and the author, author is Electric Angel. Upon reading this ebook, uh, the Project Moonstruck, 1952, I believe, and 53 was MK Ultra, uh, connecting to this, his whole monstrosity of this V2K invention, other major electromagnetic mind control projects were written throughout uh, the future decades. Um, and one is the MK Delta. 1960, and it's a fine-tuned electromagnetic subliminal programming. They can target you long-range, that's similar to V2K, um, and the transmission and reception is television antenna, radio antenna, power lines, mattress spring coils, and the, program, and the purpose of it is programming behavior and attitudes in general population. And some of the effects can be fatigue, mood swings, behavior dysfunction, and social criminality. And it uses a pseudonym called Deep Sleep. Well, everyone, um, as the author was pointing out, she believes that the um, through his little friendship that he had with McCulloch and his uh, helping Poolhart have the feedback invention, that a lot of TIs have claimed that they are targeted by criminality, especially petty criminality and petty home invasions. So it's clear that MK Delta is highly compatible and it's disseminating behavioral dysfunction and criminality in the general population in which feedback and social systems can be configured through the application of dial frequencies. So what I get out of it when I read it is that we're the radio head protocol. We're set up with the nanotechnology in our body, and we are basically being tortured by the V2K criminal, as I call them, perps. But when wherever we walk, wherever we move, it's almost think of throwing a rock. I think of it as throwing a rock in a lake, and you see how, you see how the water ripples? Well, when we're walking in our social environments, we, in essence, this machine can ripple frequencies around us and also cause a type of um, chaos around us or people to treat us badly. Is that what I gather out of it, Angel? Is that what she was trying to really lay out? Um, I think so, um, and and I can feel that way sometimes. But, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of like, you know, uh, if you don't understand what's what they're saying to those around you, it's it's kind of difficult to stop it, right? They can blame you, but you don't know what you're getting blamed for, right? Um, so yeah, I agree with that. That could be what she's getting at, you know. That might be what she's getting at. Um, 
do you, um, as you keep reading it, and I think you've mentioned to me before when you started um, reading the Radiohead Protocol, it has now uh, turned your direction um, onto, onto other research projects. And what is your feel of researching this adventure tonight as we're presenting it to the audience? Do you, do you like him? Because I absolutely hate him. <laughs> and his friends. I don't like him. He's. I mean, my perps, the way she described Puharik, that's the way my perps are. You know, uh, they act the same way. You know, I don't, you know, it's pretty childish. Um, you know, it's it's the same thing. I mean, they try to be devious and they're not. But Puharik, in this case, he was, right, because he was running it himself. And the perps, you know, the, the, the ones that try to, you know, send me their voices, right? Uh, they're just being controlled and they act like if they are a Puharic, but they're not. They're just tools. They are. Um, and as you read this ebook toward the end, she does mention the, the grid exit method, uh, her hypothesis of breaking free. When I say her, how I think she's a woman. The author's purpose of breaking free, as they made claims that they are just about uh, electronic harassment free from being, you know, harassed this way. And her belief system is that we can fight the system and the perpetrators better by being free, um, no longer uh, enslaved with this V2K purpose. Um, out of curiosity, Angel, do you feel that there is properties of this of this nanotechnology more than likely on your facial nerves? Um, yes, I mean it has to be somewhere near there, just because of where the where the free nerves on the face are. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I described once. You know, if if you're chewing something in your mouth, you mm-hmm. you already. I mean, there's so many nerves there. And, and I mean, a free nerve would combine all those senses of, you know, feeling, taste, uh, if how hard it is, you know what I'm saying? And even memory itself would, would blend in there, so it's a free nerve there. So, I mean, say it was like on my foot, you know, then then they're not, you know, then then it's not going to be the same because there's no there's no sense of taste or or smell on on my foot but it there are on my face so I'm I'm thinking it has to be unless it's somewhere else and it's coupling with the nerves on my face exactly and in, even as and I can't wait to get uh feedback. I'm sure we have questions and answers. Uh, in a couple of my series, I've read portions, uh, maybe not the latest book, but about the whole phenomena of this. And cause they, they, if you're being harassed with V2K, they want to, again, uh, lie and tell you that it's God, it's a, it's a spiritual entity. Although I think a lot of these uh, Satanists have a spiritual belief. Um, the purpose I'm always trying to push is in, in simplicity manner that I have not heard in the community is what is it what is it made of how does it get in our bodies you know what I'm saying and she has in essence become the closest of of guiding me sort of that direction how it can happen it's not all mystical and stuff like that not at all not at all it's just highly highly secretive and very, and those that know more than likely that have even you know paraded themselves in our community are probably under a gag order. And 
I, I have, you know, I don't know, I have my own personal um, stake on that, kind of like if you can't really kind of tell me the truth, I don't really think you should come around the community. That's kind of how I feel, you know, you know, or drop a few, you know, secrets. And I honestly think uh, most of our community is not aware, and I, we have to watch it as a community being fed so much misinformation, you know, that's becoming, and that's, again, to keep us lost. Keep us distracted, you know, keep, yes. us, keep we, us arguing over topics when we should just be moving forward as a group, you know. Uh, yes, that uh, is true. Um, I, you know, I'll speak it when I do my end times presentation, but all of you should get an apocrypha, and that would be all the lost books of the Bible that they removed, and one is totally in the wisdom of Solomon. Not motion. Nothing moves motion than wisdom, motion to move forward. Think about that for a minute. Motion, what they're really saying is motion with our mind. You know what I'm saying? We're not having to debate. We're not talking about the so-called gurus we're presented. Remember at the end of the day, these so-called gurus can be up to so much that at just end of the day could be charlatans. It's not much of a guru if they've already taken a gag order. And more importantly, that guru ain't interested in the benefit of you or the community. We are, I am on the road or trying on the path of truth. I want to find out what this is and how my sister and the rest of you that hear voices, how we can cut them loose. Because whatever power they have of torturing our V2K victims in this community, they ain't going to feel too powerful as we start escaping them. Okay? They're not. That is the only power there. This is, the whole program is about power and control. And honestly, for world governments to not even acknowledge it, that, that's an atrocity in itself. Trust me, when this is finally exposed, and I hope it is, there won't be enough shame to pass around. So know this inventor and his monstrosity, what he created, it's not the same. And again, I've stressed it throughout the presentation tonight, not about a debate, but honestly, Read the patents of Fry that you all know about, Jose Delgado that you know about. Read them and compare them to his theories of hearing. And as Angel pointed out real clearly, all of those patents have a kill switch. But we all know we wouldn't be tortured with voices if we had, remember, the kill switch. What he created has no kill switch. And always remember the word remote. Remote means victim. Think of yourself harnessed in a net and the person can do whatever they want. Remote. And, and and one thing I want to mention in terms of how it was used in the patent itself, remote means uh, not wired, you know, from a distance. So exactly what a remote is when you're thinking of a TV remote, you know. Um, so, yeah, so it's kind of both both from a distance and, you know, without wires. Without wires, wireless that we're all talking about. And, and everyone reads your patents and stuff. See, a part of these, uh, don't let these calls keep saying the term social engineering. We, we be weary of that. I had a call about that. Social engineering is a type of mind control in itself because it's trying to gear you with certain vocabulary and thoughts to gear your thinking and your placement. As I've said on all my calls, think. We, you know what I mean? Again, 
Get an apocrypha of all the lost books, the wonderful Maccabees, Edras, they're all there. The wisdom of Solomon, nothing what moves motion faster than wisdom. We're saying it right there in the good book. Your mind is the fastest of changing things. And don't you know our foe that's upon us never wants us to know that? Again, they're, they're the happiest when we are already breaking down ourselves, crying in a corner and scared to piss the rug and obsessed about boo-boo the perp. We, there's too much information to learn. There have been many great men and women in centuries, and I have a feeling it's behind the systems of this crap that have suppressed a lot of groups. With our group, I can only hope that's also in another book, it might be in the book of Andrews, that with the power you see of God and the Holy, we completely stand. The breath, that's what the word was called, the breath of God. The body could be willing to fight. The mind can be keen to change, but is the breath of God because it will be basically anything you do um, it would be basically the purest. We had a lot of wonderful groups uh, in our past that wanted social change, but I had to sit down at one point on my bed and think about it. But was their cause at the purest? Well, you can tell when it's been infiltrated and all of a sudden the cause dies. And I can only talk about what the causes that I know of uh, perhaps my age, middle 50s, perhaps my being African-American. I don't know. But Malcolm X, the body was there but in the cause, but was the breath of life completely untarnished? No, it infiltrated, fell. MLK, infiltrated, fell. Black Panther, infiltrated, fell. And the last group I'll mention about this plague we're having is the targeted individual community. Do we have the breath of life? Do we have the freest, fastest motion, wisdom, gain knowledge? And I am calmer and I, am, I will do my best to watch the perps and the infiltration, but I have noticed those that try to be, those that try and attempt to bring truth will be fought the most. You know what I mean? Yeah, and who knows how many, you know, people that shared, you know, similar views uh, like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or, or, or you know, or any, or any, you know, pro-civil rights person that might have just given up, and, you yeah. know, and because it, it of the V2K and, and just the um, perception yeah. of people don't want to hear it, so I'm wasting my time, so I might as well, you know, go live in the woods or you know, hurt myself or just give up on life, you know, who knows, or, or you know, or, or commit a crime, so then now they're in prison, so, or even probably just got set up and are in prison, and they didn't even do anything wrong. You know, it might actually be that, because, again, where do we stand, and Angel is absolutely right, we have to use wisdom and move wisdom, we have to... You're right, not be so tight of, of of accepting and letting new information enter. We have to question ourselves, especially when there is a war on the mind, a war on social systems, a war on 
slave. Basically, they want us to be obedient slaves. Think about it. Am I believing this person because I like them? Am I believing this person because of their so-called credentials? Am I am I researching the things they've stated? Am I doing my own research? We must have wisdom and question everything. Am I believing this hypothesis because it's popular and, and everyone else believes it? All of the characteristics we need to fight this are within ourselves and the power of God and the freedom to use our brain and carry motion of wisdom. Everybody with you ain't with you. There's no such thing as a hero. It's just a sandwich. I, as we began to gain that, we break away. We thought, we thought in a lot of ways before we were targeted, the world as we know it, as he, it's society, a matrix. But have you noticed that once we're targeted, they're also trying to put us in a targeted individual matrix. Everyone's trying to place human beings one way or the other into some type of slavery, you know, a box. What I'm saying is I want to be, I am on the course of being boxless. I want the truth. And I know with that expansion and truth, I don't belong in a box. And I don't think the rest of you listening to me belong in a box either. You know? We do not want to be pacified. We want freedom. We do not want to be harnessed by electronic devices of technology. We want to break free from them. We don't want to have our minds constrained either. Absolutely. Our minds should be autonomous. Okay, not for people picking in brains and think of the um, of the jerk who even created this. Speaking on this jerk, he had a few marriages. But we know the first wife threw herself out of the window, and am I right, Angel? Told the second wife, who was the babysitter, check this out, guys, the babysitter. He done married her next, not to tell the uh, children that their mother died. Is that correct? Yeah, she asked some questions about, she was asking him questions about her mother, and mm-hmm. he got so mad that he said, don't mention their mother again. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm just making, just act like she never existed. So he ordered her never to mention, you know, their mother. Okay. Uh, he married the second wife, had a couple of kids with her. He was growing out of the V2K adventure. He's getting a little older. We're getting into the 70s. He met, he meets Yuri Geller, that they had a very peculiar, tempestuous sort of union that uh, people speculated if this old man, Poor Rich, had kind of a crush on Kelly, on Geller. Yuri Geller, he's still alive. That's why Yuri Geller, they could bend the spoons back in the 70s, yeah, with telepathy. And, yes, he definitely did um, put the uh, V2K mechanism on Yuri Geller. Sure, everyone that came near him, he did. He couldn't resist almost. Uh, yet he tend to have he had a slight bit of passion with Yuri Keller. The author believes that this inventor was probably very much uh, homosexual and very um, you know couldn't express it. Remember, he's born in 1918. I'm sure you know that wouldn't fly. But in his V2K invention, it's 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 a hate machine. It hates gays, hates blacks, hates every hates women. It hates Christian. It hates, hates. It's as if the men that came apart, they had a way to dump their filth in the V2K mechanisms and anyone working it. I call it a remote hate machine. It hates. It really does. It hates everybody. And without a doubt, these men hated themselves. They loathe 
So it's like they dumped all of their hate into the creation of this, and it's hate. So he married the second wife, and things weren't. He then wrote some books about LSD and the magic mushroom, just kind of jive turkey stuff, if I, in my opinion. And then by age 60, they made him retire. And then he went on a little bit of a circuit, you know, dib. I call him a dibbler, a dabbler. The rest of his friends, for some reason, you know, died with time. Remember, these men are all born, what, 1918, 1920s? They're old. Very secretive about their little connections with the government, especially the intelligence agencies. And one important, in fact, because I want you all to read the ebook, is the connection when this was now sold to the military. Guess who he actually met with? He met with the head of psychological warfare. And we rolled out the red carpet to the creation of psychotronics. See, what is already created in the past, we must not be, um, uh, we must not be naive to think it's not playing out in the future. We all know what, this is psycho, psychotronic warfare, yes. And they know very well that these systems of this invention, it's as if they intended it to be rolled out non-wartime on innocent civilians. That's what I gather out of reading the book. Did you feel that way, Angel? Uh, Repeat that again? Uh, It seems like with all their social systems and feedback that these uh, inventors had, they wanted this to be uh, a torture device on unsuspecting citizens, you know, non-wartime. And it's definitely a war weapon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, that's what it seems like to me, even today. And reading reading the book too at that time, it seems like that's what they were creating. Uh, that really, really, that's, uh, absolutely. Is there anything uh, that you'd like to add, uh, Angel? We're going to open it up pretty soon for questions and answers at this time. Is there anything you'd like to go into detail about tonight? Uh, no. Touch no. on. No, I no. Okay, everyone, if you've called in and you have questions about tonight's presentation, who is Henry K. Puhart, um, please go ahead and start eight on your phone. We can see you on the board. And if you have a question for myself or Angel, go right ahead. Uh, Virginia, you've had your hand up, but we're on questions and answer mode now, so we will come to you right now. Go ahead, Virginia, you have a question? Hi, good evening. Good evening. I want to share my name on a big website that I think will be insightful for a lot of people. I've had quite a bizarre life. I guess I might consider myself a targeted individual throughout most of my life. I've been set up in all kinds of schemes, but uh, through my spirituality and deep uh, faith, I've been coming through them beautifully. And that includes everything from UFO, paranormal, near death with ongoing paranormal, uh, which I heard you touch on, which does come into play with this targeting, too, I firmly believe. Uh, you can put my name on YouTube or Google it. It's Hugh, H-U-G-H. The last name is Charlson. It's spelled T like Tom, R-A-U-L-S-E-N like Nancy. There's a, a big website if you just put my last name, Charlson, again, 
T-Y, Tom, R-A-U-L-S-E-N, like Nancy, then the word and, A-N-D, and then Trump, T-R-U-M-P, and the word whistleblower. I actually share common background with President Trump. I'm not into the ego like he is. You'll see some interesting text and documents on the page that you'll be going to. I'm a former whistleblower on the big website you'll go to, uh, rootingoutcorruption.weebly.com. There's a front-page Wall Street Journal article with attachments from 1983 that I was written up in. It triggered an investigation and eventually led to the resignation of Jim Wright from Speaker of the House in shame, the third highest office in the country. The article beautifully describes how special interests and lobbyists have totally corrupted Washington. It was before Ross Perot talked about it back in the day. And on the homepage, there's a blog, creativity777.com, which has a copy of a letter from former President Obama to me related to the economy. The poem I dedicated to my Earth Angel wife titled Caring Sharing is discussed as a weapon against terrorism. In the interview, the poem is in the President Ronald Reagan Library, and Maya Angelou even commented on my poem. You can uh, put Hugh Charleston and Maya Angelou on YouTube, but we'll bring you to an archive radio program where you'll hear me speaking with her and her kind words about my uh, poem. And I was falsely implicated in the supposed assassination plot against President Reagan oh. back in the early 80s, too. Okay. I, um, okay, excuse me a second. What is your website? And then we want to finish tonight's program. Does anyone have any questions of the presentation about the inventor? Poorich, please go ahead and star eight. And Virginia, just go ahead and give us your website, and those that are interested will hear that, okay? Yes, I'm just going to give a few words to Google and bring it to a page. Uh, okay. Simply Google my last name, Trollson, T like Tom, R-A-U-L-S-E-N like Nancy, then put the word and, A-N-D, and then Trump, T-R-U-M-P, and the word whistleblower. Uh, we'll bring you to a site, rootingoutcorruption.weebly.com. That's the easiest way to get to the site is the way I just gave it. Okay. And you know, I don't think I've ever heard you on my call tonight. How did you hear about the podcast? I've been just tapping into this uh, targeting of individuals. I uh, know there's a lot of things that I'm aware of that have been going on over the years, but I did not know to the extent. And uh, globally, I know the cell towers going up and the chemtrails and uh, a lot of the government okay. agencies. And I, I'm 73 years old, and I go back to knowing that the government did test uh gases on the New York subway system during the Second World War. Uh, so they have always t done things to people, but uh, I didn't know how bad it's gotten with the, these electronic things happening now. But oh. uh, spirituality is a big part of uh, getting through all this. We are all spiritual beings. Uh, we all came from spirit. We're going back into spirit. And that's where I have no fear and put it on the elites now, too, to change their ways because the strategies I'm bringing out can't be stopped. It will plug up their money pipelines and uh, like a Pac-Man Pac game of transparency, bring it back to them until they change their ways or they're dealt with legally and exposed. Uh, yes, I think so. It's horrible, actually. Um, well, I want to thank you for um, 
giving us your website and your input. Do you have a question to present to Angel or I about the presentation, the inventor? Well, I think it's very interesting the way these technologies have uh, been occurring and getting more sophisticated with a wider use. And I, since he's from Puerto Rico, Angel, uh, I don't know if you're following what the infrastructure when they're rebuilding it there. I think they're probably putting a lot of this stuff in there to try and even control the people there more. Um, I hope not. I mean, at this point, it's the electrical grid that they're trying to just boost back up. Um, but I'm glad they got Whitefish out of there because they didn't do a good job, and what they installed ended up breaking. Um, so. Well, I constantly tell people to just go into that spiritual realm. I don't push my belief systems on anybody, but I just pray, and God will put the ego in check where it needs to be, and that we all uh, are here for a very short period. A hundred years is like the blink of eye in terms of eternity. You can't take the material goods with you, so focus on your spirituality. I say we are all accountable for uh, what we do and that we are here to learn unconditional love as we learn it to be a blessing to others, especially those who can't help themselves. So thank you for letting me say that. Thank you again for joining um, again. And the uh, website again was... Uh... Well, just put my last name, uh, Charlson, T like Tom, R-A-U-L-S-E-N like Nancy, then the word and, A-N-D, Trump, T-R-U-M-P, and the word whistleblower. That should bring it to you. Otherwise, you can just Google my name. You'll come across it amongst other things. Hugh, H-U-G-H, Trollson, T-R-A-U-L-S-E-N. You can put that on YouTube or just Google it. Oh, just Google it. Thank you. So what's your first name then? Hugh, H-U-G-H, yes. And Trollson Refrigerators uh, are all over the world. I'm the firstborn child of the founder. Trump has it in his hotels or even in the White House uh, kitchen. And uh, so uh, I'm standing in my truth and um, actually bringing forth strategies to empower the masses once they catch on to what they can do with this stuff, with uh, video technologies especially. Are you on social media, who? Are you on yes, Facebook there is a... I don't control anything myself. Everything on the Internet has been put there by people who interact with me. The Rooting Out Corruption site, as well as a Facebook page, a picture of me with my finger on a big marble ball or globe, and a Hugh Charlson Twitter page are controlled by my business partner, Dave Solano, S-O-L-A-N-O, and he's on LinkedIn with Solano, S-O-L-A-N-O Associates. He's involved in uh, cybersecurity and uh, education. That'd be good. I hope you I hope that um, uh, President Trump can help change a lot of this this uh, labyrinth of corruption and everything else. Well, I pray for him, but you'll see on the page you'll be going to. I say that looking to help him unite the country. I don't see that happening. I haven't seen that kind of happening since the days of John F. Kennedy and Dr. Martin Luther King. 
And mm-hmm. I hope those days will come back because the technologies are in place. And it, I, I just want people to take personal responsibility to stop the racial baloney and to come into the communities and start rooting out the corruption. I say that uh, every time you come into contact with any politician running for office, put that cell phone camera up to them and say, don't tell me what you can do for me once you're elected. You tell me today, right here and now, what you can do for the community, for the state, and for the country. The people are the greatest asset. Let them interact with the people and get the best uh, consensus and be elected on that basis to represent the people properly. And people have to wake up. That The fact is, election day is every day you buy a product. So if you're buying lead-based painted toys out of China to Walmart, your kids don't have a choice, but you do. A lot of people don't know Walmart paid a fine a couple of years ago for $82 million. They were dumping pesticides down storm drains. Uh, they paid the fine. They moved on. It's in out of the consciousness of people. But I say in the future, uh, you can have the best product, the best customer service. It's no longer enough. You have to be good to your employees, your customers, the environment, and give back to the community in ethical, legal, moral, transparent ways. That's what people have to really start focusing on and and rooting out that corruption at the most basic levels in the community. Give everybody the respect, no matter what ethnicity you are, no matter what you've been through. Come from a place of unconditional love. We all have the same basic needs and wants. Let's start there. Let's find out what needs to be done in the local community that we can help each other. Well, Hugh, I want to thank you. I think you have a lot of input. And um, I was even thinking, you've said a lot of interesting things. I'd love to, um, in the next couple of weeks, interview you. Um, But you already told me your Facebook is sort of managed by a friend. Yeah, I I just do things. uh, If you have my phone number there, you're welcome to call me and Leave a message do you have if an you email don't. or do you have an email? No, I, I, I don't because I stay in a very creative mode and I don't object to those technologies, but it's a distraction to me. I'm like mm-hmm. a butterfly. I'm all over the map uh, and I go into all the uh, areas like paranormal and, and UFOs. I don't chase UFOs and I, I whatever mm-hmm. I can't handle, I let go and let God when it comes to the paranormal. So I re- I'm looking to just change the whole fields of global economics, education, politics, religion, and more, empowering women and indigenous people in the process. I was married to Earth Angel for 35 and a half years as a picture of her on the blog creativity777.com on her wedding day. and She truly blessed me with the lesson of unconditional love. Yes, that's uh, a, another site that's controlled by somebody else. Uh, there's a copy of a letter from President Obama to me on there, too. And the poem you'll see, Caring Sharing, is the poem I dedicated to my wife that's discussed as a weapon against terrorism. I'll just say the poem real quick. It's only three lines long. It's titled Caring Sharing. It reads, if you dare to care, then share. If you share, pay heed. God will reward every good deed. It sort of sums up what life should be all about, and that's what people should focus a little bit more on with their spirituality and uh, know that uh, there is karma. If you're doing evil things, that 
Uh, I look up in the sky at the chemtrails and say, you know, you're going to be accountable for that when you go back into spirit. And that is not going to affect me because if you think that's going to kill me, God will call me home when my mission is over, not you. But you better watch out because I'm reversing everything. Now, I have said this on a radio show and the host, uh, I'll, I'll say it this way, that God has harmonics, which are sound waves. And when they come, you can be an elite sitting on your yacht in the Mediterranean, sipping a pina colada. You might spontaneously combust or explode. The same thing if you're in an underground bunker somewhere, because God's harmonics will go where God wants them to go. You can change your ways and live a little longer if you start caring and sharing with people. A host of the show said, aren't you afraid of retribution? I said, retribution for what? I didn't do anything wrong. They did. If they have a hitman take me out, I asked God to let me eat the, have the, eat the hitman's brains out from the spirit will be quite painful. I'll be more gentle on him than the guy who hired him. I'm still saying it for years. I have no fear. I, I'm not putting it out as a challenge, but I do ask God to allow me to do that if I ever leave this world in that way through somebody taking me out. Oh, that's true. Well, Hugh, thank you so much for sharing, and I hope you can come to my calls. They are uh, always on Saturday evenings, and sometimes I move around a bit during the week. And I want to thank you again, and please visit us again. Well, you're welcome to call me, too, if you have my number, and I'm just tapping and I'm hoping to speak some more with Ella. I guess you're familiar with her. She's doing a great job. and yes, We have to you. all come together and unite now and utilize technologies, the video technologies especially. Uh, that's well, what is your phone number, Hugh? I don't have your phone oh, number. Oh, I'm sorry. Sure. It's uh, area code 804-798-1139. Okay. I, my name is Lauren, and I'm really... Uh, it's been awfully nice hearing from you tonight, and I hope you come to the other shows. I really do. Well, and, uh, I'll do what I can. I, again, I, I have had people say, oh, you got to get your own show and do this and that. I said, look, I have no desire to be the next Oprah Winfrey. In fact, if Oprah yeah, wants me, she can. I don't think I do either. <laughs> <laughs> she can Skype me on my terms, not hers. But what I would like to do is make 500 or 1,000 Oprahs behind the scenes around the world to help in the right way to bring forth the right uh, kinds of things that mankind needs. And women especially, okay. they've been suppressed for far too long. And in the indigenous circles, women told the chiefs what to do. And they can help mm. balance the divine feminine and divine masculine energies that we all have. That's what we need right now, especially uh, because they're the birth givers. And, uh, uh, but, uh, and the men, a lot of them don't have a clue. I say to men, if you have... Now, how to treat the woman in your life properly, you have the whole world in your hands. <laughs> uh, yes, so that's the truth. He's a very wealthy man, that's for sure. Thank <laughs> you again, Hugh, and hang tight. Thanks, Anyone Hugh. Else? Thank you. I hope he, I hope, you hope he comes back again. Uh, does anyone calling, do you have a question for myself or Angel tonight that has been, um, without a doubt, um, Virginia, you have another question? Oh no! I was just—I thought I was muting myself. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'll mute you. Does anyone else have another question or comment in the chat or calls right now? Um, let me go ahead and do a really quick uh, intro. We're going to be back on Monday. Let's see. Let's go ahead and do this real quick. You're at the right place. The twelve tribes, Israelites, are they scattered around the earth? Tribes of Judah, Ephraim, 
Someone on? Join me for End Time. Monday, April 23rd, 2018. 9pm. Could we possibly not knowing where we're from? Not knowing where we belong? Find the true power of Lord and God within us all. Talk you? Call one four four seven seven one. The end times we continue. Okay, everyone. Angel, do you have any last comments that you'd like to share with us? I I personally just want to take uh, a moment and thank you for um, coming on and helping me, Angel, explain Poor Rich. And tell us in your own words what you tell um, anyone that's listening, in your opinion, to buy the book. Is it a good buy or not? Is it gaining information? Uh, I mean, I'm not one to, you know, I mean, I mean, it is good information. Uh, you know, uh, if, if, if you think the price is reasonable, you know, um, but it, it definitely is, is, um, good information, especially if you, you get V2K, uh, because it does demystify, you know, the complexity and the paranormal that, you know, some people might believe and even the perps try to act like they are. Yeah, that's true. That is true. You know what I mean? So, um, everyone... I would say uh, read the chapters that she offers for free. Listen to me very carefully. Smashwords.com. Title is The Radiohead Protocol, and the author is Electric Angel. I will do my best to spread the word, and I like that word that the angel used very much, demystify. We're taking all the spooky, spooky jazz out of all of it. Trust me, what's, what's latched onto us is nanotechnology, and, what, and it's definitely been mandated by human beings just like us. Um, yeah, so, I just want to say thanks for having me, Lauren. Uh, you know, many blessings, and for anyone listening, um, you know, keep your humanity. Don't let them take it. Absolutely. And, Angel, I want to personally thank you for your knowledge and your support, and I continue um, supporting um, all the endeavors you do. And, hey, I think if we continue reading it, the cure now is the exit grid method, but that gets very, very complicated, as with the properties of the nanotechnology and how it's laid on us, okay? Laid on us, okay? So I can't stress it enough uh, to read the chapters that are free. um, Familiarize yourself. And what I said earlier, everyone, please start remembering, you know, nothing moves but faster than wisdom motion. It's the fastest motion to move is wisdom. Okay, use our brains and our noggins, and uh, we will not be a part of this great deception that's also blanketing our planet. I will be on with the end times and the secretive, elusive tribes of Israel, who they really are, and who who the nations that have come against Israel really are. All right, I will be on Monday, April 23rd, 9 p.m., 
Let's keep going down with end times. I wish you all a wonderful, safe evening. Bless. Thank you for coming. Uh, Angel, I hope to have you on again. And uh, I really, really want uh, the best for all of us. Take care. And in the future, Angel, if I can get those other two ebooks to you that explain the grid and what this is, I have a feeling you're ready for that as well, you know, to learn more. She's very informative. Everyone go to Smashwords. Get wisdom. Get information. So with that, take care. I'm dropping the mic. Let's coast out with a song. And everyone be safe, okay? Think about you all the time.